What a joyous day. What an incredible feat of human strength. Andrew Perloff, the peanut butter challenge. It's a wrap. Mm. He took down 16 ounces in 20 minutes, went for a second jar because that's the kind of animal he is, got 60% through the second jar. And now, how you feeling, bud? I feel in basketball equivalents. Did you guys see Kevin Durant warming up yesterday? Uh, And then he turned his ankle? The second jar was Kevin Durant turning his ankle on the basketball court. I slipped. I made a mistake. Oh, no. My eyes got bigger than my stomach. I really shouldn't have done that. I do not feel good. Well, I mean, for you, you will muscle on and continue to be the champion that you are. As for the Phoenix Suns, I mean... I don't know, Perloff. I'm going to be honest. You've been on the Suns bandwagon watching Durant last night and then hearing from the Arizona Republic was reporting the team fears that he could be out for the rest of the regular season. To me, if he's gone for the rest of the regular season, the championship hopes just disintegrate. They're just, they're dust. Because despite the fact that they went 3-0 and when Durant did play for the Phoenix Suns, you can't get that kind of chemistry in the postseason against much better opponents than they that they played uh, than they played in those three wins where they played Chicago and OKC and teams that we're not even sure are trying to win basketball games. But that's all twenty all thirty teams in the NBA. You have no idea. <laughs> no, but when you get to the playoffs, teams actually do want to try to win these games. If they don't have more time under their belt to get chemistry as a team, the championship hopes for the Phoenix Suns rest entirely on Kevin Durant's ankle right now. And if he is hurt, they go up in smoke. So I picked the Suns to come out of the West, right? Yeah. I thought I could go in there today after the Kevin Durant injury and get a better deal on DraftKings for a future. It hasn't changed at all. All the betters are still in on the Suns, and I'm still in on on the Suns. First of all, he will be back by the playoffs. This is great load management. This is Kawhi in Toronto. This is wonderful. No, this is beyond load management. He has a knee injury, right? Well, that has time to heal now that he's working on his ankle. And come on, everyone's got a sprained ankle. It's the NBA. Also, Devin Booker, have you seen what he has done lately? Yes, but don't you think that that's because Kevin Durant is playing alongside him? No. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. You don't no. think Kevin Durant's getting a little bit more defensive attention than... I mean, did you see last night? He no, was but, dominant. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Booker was, is awesome, but he's been more awesome when Durant is playing No, he was amazing him. last night. He had 37 points. He's, he's, I think he is right in the discussion for the best player in the NBA. He is a, he is a perfect NBA playoff player because he can play on the perimeter. Joel Embiid, all those guys, Joker, they're going to be completely neutralized in the playoffs. Devin Booker's what you want. You want a guy who can hit a three-pointer and can also take it to the hole. I think Booker can keep them afloat until KD comes in. And that's still, the West is pretty wide open. I am not ruling them out at all. In fact, I still like them. Man, I, I it's hard for me to say that. I mean, think about this. Kevin Durant starts his, you know, his son's career. First of all, gets traded while he's injured. Plays his first game for the Suns on March 1st. Yep. By March 8th. He's already out again. I mean, (laughs) that is just your worst nightmare. And it was always the thing that was keeping me from being all in on this trade. What is Durant's health? You know, it's Mm. so hard to for a player like him who's so talented but has this injury history. 
I'm sorry. You look a little green. I don't yeah. mean to just take us in a different direction, no. but you ate all this peanut butter, and I didn't want to say it, but like you're looking a shade of green. I feel green. Yeah. I was wondering if uh, you look like as green as this ginger ale. Well, can. do you want this ginger ale? Butter? No, thank you. I've been multicolored. I <laughs> about 75% of the way through the peanut butter challenge, I felt very flush, as if I was red, and yeah. I guess that didn't show up. But then afterwards, I'd say 15 minutes ago, it was really close. Yeah, I can see like beads of sweat. Now I'm down a little bit. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Well, all right. right. Vamp. Because you were talking pretty coherently (laughs) about the whole Devin Booker thing, but then I looked at you and I'm like, I don't know, man. The the second you brought up green. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Suns. Yes, Suns. Speaking of green, also, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Ari. I mean, it's listen. It's happening. It looks like it's happening. And at this point, if it doesn't happen, I mean, I think the Jets are going to look really bad here. To who? Who cares? If they don't get, if they if they pivot off of him, the honest truth is it'll probably be better for the franchise as a whole. This is a gigantic risk to take on a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback for sixty million dollars. Yeah, so. but you're taking him on for such a short-term deal. I don't think that it can be labeled as this huge risk. You know, you're didn't want to go with Derek Carr. Okay, you didn't want to give him four years or whatever. You're going for the big home run here, and you're so close. And, I mean, we're finding out all these details about their trip from insiders like Diana Rossini, who does a great job at ESPN, and all these things. Who's putting that out there? It's not Rodgers. It's the team who's trying to put out all this positivity about how things are going, their great meet and greet, uh, you know, getting to know you sessions. The Jets are projecting so much confidence here. If they don't get it done, I think they're going to feel like they got burned by either Rodgers or the Packers, you know, asking for more at the last minute. But the, I think there are a lot of football writers who think the plan B is a much better plan than the plan A. Why not just pivot right to Lamar Jackson? Give me one single reason not to do that. I'll give you two. $230 million guaranteed and 10 games missed over the last two years. That, okay, that's... That's actually uh, two hundred and thirty million and ten is the number. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever <laughs> it's going to end together. up being. But I do think that you know that we know that Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, is not a panacea. There's still going to be some issues with this team. That hasn't. When's the last time they were in the playoffs? Ten years ago. 2010, 12 years. Two thousand ten. Twelve years. Oh, twelve years. Right. I, I I know that everyone is excited about this young talent, but you have to have question marks. Is Aaron Rodgers going to come in the off season? Is he going to work with these young players? Uh, will he will he stay healthy? He's been hurt a lot. It broke Every, his thumb last year. Yeah, he's been hurt. So, and also, it's a hard conference, Maggie. So, I think if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm a little nervous about this move. Novon Tuno is in the chat. Said, "I think Proloff needs to just go ahead and yak, then rally." I think he had that for a moment. Boot and rally. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have. I mean, is the time passed, or can you still? I boot think the rally? time is. I think the time has passed. I mean, Sean Elliott's coming up like a little bit later in the show, but you could you have time. Yeah, I probably could do that. <laughs> I, I just really don't want to throw up mid-show. You've do you, got it. Is I, it fun? Or? I felt better. I mean, it was sweet, sweet relief for me. Yeah, I'm okay right now. I definitely don't feel like I could move very fast. Yeah. Like if I tried to go running right now, I would just collapse. Thomas L is saying, take the ginger ale away. You've already had enough sugar. All right. Yeah, I know. I Okay. So I have club, drink it. club soda will settle my stomach a little bit. <laughs> Am I going to be able to eat today, tomorrow? When's the next time I get to eat? 
I I mean, are you ever going to feel hungry again? I can't imagine. I, I will. That would be like low key. That would be torture. Imagine never feeling hungry. Yes, I can imagine it right now. <laughs> and I no, love, like ever again. You know, I love to eat too. I'm a, I know, I'm you do a like bit of a foodie. Well, I'm not necessarily like a gourmet foodie, but eating is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I'm a little bit bummed. You live to eat. You don't eat to live. I'm a little bummed that I'm just not interested in anything right now. Yeah. Well, how about now? How about you? Did you Trey feel? Trey McDonald says pull yeah. the trigger. Did you feel a little nauseous at any point watching this? Yeah. And if you if you puke, I will puke. Is that and how it works? I don't feel nauseous, but if I I'm I'm um, easily I'm squeamish yeah. that way, I get easily grossed out. So if you puke, I'm it's happening. Did you know that there's a there's a new show on Hulu called History of the World Part Two? Oh, off Mel, of Bro- Mel Brooks, yeah. Yeah, Mel Brooks's new show. It, it, there've been a lot of commercials that came out last night. <laughs> they did a scene. I'm just gonna tell you, this is gonna make you sick. They did a scene where they're about to go on D Day. And uh, they're about to get off the boat in Normandy. And for some reason, somebody starts throwing up. And then they all start throwing up and explaining what they had for dinner the night before. <laughs> oh, so the whole scene is, is no soldiers throwing up. This is history of the world. Yeah. It is. I I almost peed in my pants. I was laughing so <laughs> well, hard. Was that the Saving Private Ryan thing as they're going to D-Day and the one guy pukes over the side? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so ominous. And you're just like, oh, no. This- but this reminded me of the scene in the Mel Brooks movie Blazing Saddles yeah. where they're all passing gas yeah, by the fire. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this was one guy after another throwing up. And they're like, yeah, well, the thing is we had these warm oysters at a restaurant last night. <laughs> oh, and no. that went on and on. Uh, I thought it was funny, and now, but the truth is, I could easily start a chain reaction by throwing up right here. I think you, to me, to Stu, to yep. Samter, and then we're all just, yeah. Yeah, actually, Stu, Anyone watching on YouTube? Stu and Samter look like they, they're on the, you know, not that far from being sick right now. Yeah. I mean, they at least get double pane glass in between. That helps. I'd rather I get be the here smell. than there. I'm like yeah. smelling the peanut butter. That's the worst I'm, part. Probably. I'm ready to open up the Peter Pan and start chowing down myself. You a oh. peanut, butter, peanut butter guy? Oh, of course. I love peanut butter. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't have any onions, so like it's just not the same for me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Darn. And today's, today's Perloff's day with the peanut butter. You'll have your day. We'll think up something for you. I was a little bit worried when Samter came in today. I thought something was wrong. He was covered in sweat. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you walk in the office like covered in sweat. Like, oh, yeah, no. I, I was, I was wondering. Um, uh, did you, you know, do you want to take a test or something? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were sick. And you're like, hey, oh, I'm fine. No, I, I didn't want to tell you and ruin the surprise, but I had actually just finished eating an entire 18 ounce <laughs> jar of peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. No, you just took a bicycle across town. <laughs> came in, it looked like you'd had COVID for two days. Oh. Usually, I like take a break and I kind yeah. of, you know, cool down and settle down when I come back in off the bike. But I had important spoons to give you, so yeah. I had to make sure that uh, I came right back there to give you your choice of 27 spoons that I brought. Mm. My favorite thing is when we're doing a group call and you're on the bike, you can hear... You can hear the trucks flying by. Oh, just wow. beeping. You're like, wow, well, that was a near-death experience. <laughs> we're like, all right, so we're going to need some Aaron Rodgers sound. And <laughs> I mean, I have been hit by a bus and a truck. Yeah, of course you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were driven by your family, which was weird. Wait a second. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Thomas L. is asking if you can do a quick search for can too much sugar make you sick? Yeah. A research department? Do you mind? We'll you know, find that. You know what we out. should really worry about in here? What's that? You guys are focused on the sugar and the fat. How much fiber is in a two and a half jar? <laughs> oh, no, thanks. I mean, seriously, let's. Uh, oh man, there's two grams of fiber fiber per serving, so that's yeah, it's about 
50 grams of fiber I just took down. <laughs> oh, man. You might want to uh, <laughs> take a car home. I would not get on the subway right now. Actually, the subway. Oh, that's a great point. Subway <laughs> might be the right place. Yeah, actually, the subway <laughs> would be in good company. Um, this is so Nick Underhill covers the Saints. Has this. The Saints are the most bizarre team. I can't imagine where you're going with this. But Could yeah. I say anything right now and you'd believe it? Well, I, I thought Nick Underhill had something to say about me eating the peanut butter. No, but no, no. Okay. The Saints are working on a contract extension with Michael Thomas? Oh, yeah, because of the cap, cap number, right? Okay. He started eight out of the 50 possible games the last three seasons. Well, does it? Yeah, this is just to spread out the contract. Yeah, okay, I never mind. Take it back, Saints. Michael Thomas sent out a sort of thank God tweet when they got Derek Carr, right? So he's all fired up for this. Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, does that, what does that mean? Are we still going to see him on the field? 855-2124-CBS. Uh, our buddy Big Dave is in Kentucky, wants to weigh in on Rogers. Big Dave, what's up? You proud of Perloff for what he did today? Listen, I, I'm not sure. Here's the thing. Uh, excuse me, but I come in late to the party. I've just, I just caught the, the tail end of this. Uh, He's a legend of this conversation. So let me get some clarification. Is McLovin saying that, like, is he questioned whether or not this is a good idea for the Jets to bring Rodgers in? Yeah. I, well, no, no, no. I, I'm just saying it's not the no-brainer. It's not like they signed Aaron Rodgers when he was 26 years old. I think there's a lot of risk here, and I think that it's not the only option. I think you could have made a good case to make. Bring in Lamar Jackson instead of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, or other people here, Dave, other people here wanted Derek Carr. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Is this like Northeast team envy speaking that you're speaking there? Is that, no, that no, no. About? Because this is, it is a no-brainer for the Jets. And there ain't, I got news for you. There ain't nobody paying Lamar Jackson $240 million guaranteed money. That you know, ain't happening. Dave, we didn't think so either. And we had the former Falcons GM, Thomas Dimitrov, on yesterday. And he said he's definitely getting the money. He said, "When push comes to shove, a team's going to step up and do it." Well, listen, I'll, I'll, uh, guys, a GM obviously. The well, I mean, the fact that he's the Falcons GM, I'll just leave that there. But I listen. <laughs> he didn't blow the I, 20, 28 to three lead. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I listen. I can't see it. I think you know this thing is spiraling out of control. But listen, here's the thing, real quick. I'm going to hang up. Look at some of these some of these other mega contracts. Is guaranteed money. They're already trying to renegotiate Mahomes' contract. I mean, this is smoke and mirrors. There ain't nobody giving Lamar Jackson a five or six year, whatever it is, two hundred forty million dollar guaranteed contract. That is not happening, especially with him. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Okay, you take. And he, listen, he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. But when you get older, do you get faster and more nimble? I do. <laughs> oh, so the extensions of the rule. I'm just saying that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. Dave, once, Dave, once Perloff gets that peanut butter in him, you Dave, never know. Dave, but they already yeah. uh, reportedly, according to Diana Rossini, might have offered him 180. Is 230 that different than 180? I think it's like the Dak Prescott yeah, by deal. 50, by 50 million. It's. You know I that? think it's significant. Dave. But no, no. But that's only. It's. It's only 10. percent Yeah. Oh, you're saying it's only 50. <laughs> Only fifty million. Well, Listen, okay, it's not our money. Yeah, you look at Dak Prescott, forty million dollars. It seemed outrageous at the time, but now horrible, all of a sudden he's horrible falling down. Contract, horrible contract. Yeah, but now Daniel Jones is making more than he is, so these contracts quickly horrible, catch up. Horrible, horrible contract. Five wrongs do not make a right. <laughs> you're making my point. You're making my point. 
Oh, man. Dave, thank, thank you so much for calling in. Hope everyone in the fam is well. What did, I just did something here to the call screener. You might have to drop Dave. <laughs> five wrongs. This all just, yeah, five wrongs don't make a right is really like an NFL owners meeting. <laughs> that should be the mantra. They always are making wrong yeah, decisions. Yeah, it's not, you don't need two-thirds of the vote. You need five terrible ideas. <laughs> the whole pass. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, big Dave weighed in. Off, you're getting a little color back. I'm starting to actually, I'm starting to get back to life. I might I finish this, off that jar. Oh, gee, I would, oh no, I would. I'll, I have $40 in my wallet, yeah, because I'm a high roller like that. No, it, it does matter. <laughs> if, <laughs> I'll give you 40 bucks if you finish. Nope, it. honestly, I, I can't take another bite. If I take one more bite, all right, I. I, I lied. I might have 60 bucks in my wallet. Doesn't matter. Do it for Are you negotiating right now? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like the Jets. I'm trying to... What I'd do rather, I have to say to get you to finish that jar? I would rather get a tattoo on my face than finish that jar. Ooh, wow. Thankfully, we have a tattoo artist ready to go. <laughs> Come on in. Okay. Uh, coming up next. Boy, Sean Elliott has no idea what he's walking into. It's <laughs> the first time he's ever been on the show. This is hilarious. Well, he's catching us on a fun day. Uh, of course, uh, current Spurs analyst and former Spurs champion, Sean Elliott, is going to join us in just a moment. Oh, okay, Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We're across the country, all of our incredible affiliates. Thank you. We're also streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We're back in just a moment with the two-time all-star, Sean Elliott. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. What a day. Perloff makes history. Finishes the 16-ounce jar of peanut butter, then keeps going back for more with a second jar of peanut butter. Got 60% through that. And your legend will precede you, my friend. Yeah, Proud I'm, of you. I'm starting to feel normal again. I'm not quite that there. That sounds like a lie. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, turn our attention now to an NBA champion, a two-time All-Star, and somebody who is raising awareness for a really great cause. It is National Kidney Month, the month of March, and Sean Elliott was the first NBA player ever to return to the court following a kidney transplant. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. Thank you, Maggie and Andrew, man. I don't know how you ate 16 ounces. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ate more yeah, because 20, I, 24 ounces. I had a half hour to do uh, 16 ounces, I mean. and I still had room, so I tried to do a second jar and totally failed. Uh, just straight peanut butter. No, no honey, no banana, no bread. I tried to add honey, but Maggie said that was cheating. Are you a fan <laughs> of peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, man. That's I grew up eating peanut butter and honey, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I mean, you don't have anything. That's just, that's the best sandwich ever. <laughs> it's great. Wait, Sean, were you someone who ate the same thing before every game? Like, were you one of those guys? Uh, let me tell you, all all professional athletes are superstitious. If you play well and you ate something, a certain meal, then you're going to eat that meal all the time. So, yeah, I'd say nine out of ten times I was eating the same thing before every game. What was it? Uh, it was usually like a 
uh, a pasta, normally like a spaghetti uh, with some chicken. That that was like my my go to thing. I mean, I, I, if I played well and after if I ate that, then I wasn't deviating at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So you were one of those superstitious guys, Sean. Did I mention San Antonio Spurs analyst? I meant to say that. Also does a fantastic job doing the games for the Spurs and. You know, Sean, we'll get to uh, National Kidney Month in just a moment. But, you know, this has got to be a very unique season for you guys. In fact, the last couple seasons, it is extremely rare to see the Spurs out of a playoff race. That just does not happen. In fact, you're in the midst of the longest stretch in the history of the franchise of not making the playoffs. I mean, can you tell this, like, where's on Popovich? How is he taking this losing? Well, you know, it's 25 years of consistently making the playoffs and, and being, you know, having, having the best record or second or third best record in the league. And so, you know, every year you're drafting at 28, 29. And for years, our guys have worked their magic. I mean, but, but our luck run out after a while. And so it's, it's, it's a natural downtime. I think we've seen everybody go through it. We've seen the Lakers, the Celtics go through it. We've seen the Chicago Bulls go through it. So, it's, you know, we're not immune to that, that cycle. But, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, hold it at bay for a while. But right now we're dealing with it, and I think we're dealing with it extremely well. And I think when you look at our young guys and the way they're playing, Maggie, uh, they've energized Pop. Uh, I, I think he's having the time of his life, uh, surprisingly, this year. Uh, he's a lot more relaxed. Uh, he's, he's having a phenomenal time teaching these guys. And, and when you look at the way we play, uh, and I've told everybody that, listen, I've had more fun watching this team than I've had in the last four or five years. It's crazy to say that because we're not winning a lot of games, but when you see the development of Jeremy Sohan and Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley and the way Devin Vassell has taken leaps and Trey Jones and Kelly Johnson, and you watch them from the beginning of this year to now, it's just fun to watch guys uh, start to get it and start to play better and better and eliminate mistakes as the games uh, come on. And so these guys are fun to watch, and there's no doubt that uh, we have a great core group of guys that are learning how to play the right way. They're getting a solid foundation, and we're going to have a great crew going forward for a long, long time. Well, you might have a great group. Are you going to get to the levels that you've been to as a San Antonio Spur and the, you know, the high moments, so many high moments through the years? Yeah. Is there going to be time to get back there with Greg Popovich? Uh, are these young players going to develop enough and maybe more young players come? Because, you know, the window is not forever yeah. to sort of turn right. this around. Right, right. Well, it depends how long Pop wants to stay around. Uh, and, you know, that's the, that's the question that everybody asks. How long is, is Pop going to continue to do it? But when you watch him this year, when you see him away from the court with the guys, he still has a lot of juice left. He still has a lot of energy. And if he coaches for a few more years, I don't think there's any question we're going to get back to a high level now. You know, obviously, we were at the top for a long, long time, and it's rare to get three guys like Tim, Tony, and Manu and a guy like David Robinson. You know, you just have to get extremely lucky. But the possibilities are there. When you watch some of our young guys, they do have a lot of potential. Will they turn out like those three guys or those four guys? I'm not sure yet, but if Pop hangs around for a while, I'm sure we will be very close. Sean Elliott is joining us. He's a champion with the Spurs, a two-time All-Star, celebrating National Kidney Month. We'll get to that in a moment, something very near and dear to Sean, of course. How much Victor Wembenyama tape do you guys watch around the Spurs facility, Sean? <laughs> I, you know, I just see highlights on my computer. You know, I, I'm sure everybody, not just us 
uh, you know, in San Antonio, we're, we're not the only ones that are watching him. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent, obviously. Uh, I liken him to a seven foot four Kevin Durant uh, because he can do everything. He can put the ball on the floor. And, you know, when you watch a guy like that move, guys that are seven foot four are not supposed to be able to run and jump, handle the ball, and shoot it like he does. So he's certainly very intriguing. Uh, but, you know, we've who knows who could get him? I mean, we have a chance, and so do a couple other teams. But, uh, yeah, I think if we got him, we'd be well on our way back to uh, to another decade-plus of, of playoff runs and, and being a contender. Sean, do you remember a high school prospect who's been this touted? There's obviously a couple names we know, but who has been in this sort of area that we have Wembenyama in now? As far as high school guys, everyone knows their name, everyone knows their highlights, and everyone's waiting for them to right. get to the pros. Uh, the, the last one that I can remember, maybe the only one, is LeBron James. Uh, that's that's the only guy that I can think of. I mean, even if you go all the way back to like Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant, and Kobe was like I want to say the 15th or 17th pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kevin Garnett obviously was uh, a really high draft pick, but uh, nowhere near the hype. Nowhere near the hype. But but I think this kid deserves it uh, because. Everything that you've heard about him, is not, it's not that he's just a great basketball player. He has something about him. But this year we've had a couple of our French, former French players come back and do interviews with us on our telecast, and they've all said it. Jan Mahimi said it. Uh, Tony Parker said it. And he's got something about him. He's got an aura. He has a way of thinking where he's you know, more of an old soul. He's, you know, he's not thinking like a high schooler. He's thinking beyond and this is a kid who's very mature for his age, and he's ready. He's ready to accept the responsibility. And when you have a guy that talented and his head is right, uh, it just, you know, you can't help but get excited. He has a team of people around him, Perloff, according to one profile of him that I read, who make sure that he gets 10 hours of sleep every <laughs> night. Can that, can that team come over and help me out with that? Sean Elliott is our guest. He's joining us on behalf of National Kidney Month. Sean, you were the first NBA player ever to return to the court following a kidney transplant when you were diagnosed with a kidney disease, a very rare one. We all remember that. What is it like to look back on that time now? Uh, it's amazing. I'm just, uh, I look back at my old self and I don't know how I did it, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, that, that time was uh, really, really uh, uh, stressful. It was tough. You know, my, my ordeal started, Maggie, way back in 92 uh, when I came, or 93 when I came down uh, and I was sick after the season. I, I thought I was maybe depressed because we lost to the Suns in the, in the playoffs. I couldn't get out of bed for uh, maybe two weeks. I had, you know, was lethargic. I started, uh, you know, retaining all this water. And it finally came to a head when I woke up one morning and had trouble opening my eyes because my face was so swollen. Mm. And so here I am, a 25-year-old uh, kid who thinks that I'm invincible because uh, I play in the NBA, and imagine my shock when the doctors tell me, well, there's something seriously wrong with your kidneys. And so I had to go through all these tests, and, it, and they thought for a long time I just had what's called minimal change disease, but it came to a head in 99 when my ultimate, di- my ultimate diagnosis came out as focal sclerosis, and I needed a transplant. And so I, and the message right now that we're trying to get, it out, get out is that if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And so I, I was fortunate enough to get a transplant uh, from my brother Noel 
but not everybody is that fortunate. And what we're trying to do this month, I've teamed up with Presidio's Kidney Care, is we're trying to just to get the word out because you have to realize right now it, the numbers are startling. About 37 million Americans have chronic kidney disease, and 9 out of 10 people don't know it. So when kidney symptoms or when you start to uh, feel symptoms or they present themselves, your kidney disease is already advanced, just like mine when I was 25 years old. It affects black Americans disproportionately to white Americans, about three times the number. And so this is why I, you know, are using this platform to try to get the message out, to get yourself screened, talk to your doctor, especially of high blood pressure or diabetes. Wow. Great message. Sean, you were in such good shape, too, I remember as a young player. Did that help forestall the symptoms? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you were top shape athlete, or did it have nothing to do with that? That I'm, Basically, would you have found out earlier if you were in such great shape? Uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, uh, but I, I, I do know that for, I mean, since I was in high school, and even before that, Andrew, I mean, I... My first, very first physical I remember going to, I had high blood pressure. I was 11 years old. And the doctors thought, well, you're just nervous walking into the doctor's office. Uh, but I had high blood pressure my entire life, and uh, that's one of the co- contributing factors. So uh, even when I got uh, the symptoms, when they presented themselves, I still played from 25 to 30, uh, taking medication, trying to control uh, the the kidney disease, and I tried to just get out there and play. But, again, I was walking around with something that is uh, known as a silent killer or a silent epidemic, and I had absolutely no idea. And Fresenius Kidney Care is where you can find more, and it's National Kidney Month. And Sean Elliott, the two-time All-Star, the NBA champion, now an analyst for the Spurs, joining us. Uh, Last one for you for me, uh, Sean, and really appreciate you, again, taking the time out. And it's what we saw last night right before the Suns game when KD turns his ankle. We're not exactly yeah. sure how long he's going to be out for, but I don't know. To me, it feels like the Spur- the uh, Suns championship hopes just took a major hit. What do, what do you think? Well, it was uh, funny, uh, Maggie, because when I saw that, you know, people were saying that he slipped on a wet spot, and I didn't see that at all. I, I saw him plant and turn that ankle. It's like his shoe just caught, and it was weird because it's just going up for layup. And so that's concerning. Uh, but mm-hmm. if we know anything about Kevin Durant, he's a baller. He, he's one of the guys that I, I think us old guys we look at and we say, that, that dude, he could play in any era because he's just tough as hell. And he, he doesn't want to sit out. He, if he can play, even if he's hobbled, he's going to get out there and play. And I, I think if you still have a couple weeks left in the season, the Suns are going to make the playoffs. If Devin Booker can hold it down and Chris Paul can hold it down until he gets back, and if he's even 80%, if he's even 80%, he's going to get out there and his presence alone is going to make the game easier for everybody else out there on the floor. So I still think they, they have a great shot. I still I said it when they made the trade. I thought it was the most significant trade made at the trade deadline by far. If he's on the court and if he's there to start the first round and the Suns continue to progress, that ankle's going to get better. His body's going to get better. And if they if they play well, they still have a phenomenal chance to win it all. Do you think they have enough time to gel and learn each other's games? Well, they were playing well before he went down. 
Uh, I, you know, for a guy like that, you, you could throw him out there. And I, I think Kevin Durant could play with anybody. Uh, Pop says all the time, he tells us, he says, no KD, no gold. And, that, and that's Kevin Durant on an on a all-star team, on an all-star Olympic team trying to win. So I think he could play with anybody. I, I don't think it takes him a long time at all. He's a very smart basketball player. Uh, I think he fits in uh, nicely anywhere. So I, I don't worry about the time with them. Other guys I do. I, I'll say I, I worry about Kyrie Irving and uh, Luka Doncic. That, that could take some time if it works at all. I think KD works with anybody. Sean Elliott. Sean, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Raising awareness for National Kidney Month again. For Fresenius Kidney Care is where you can find more information. And, you know, enjoy the rest of the season. And then fingers crossed that the ping pong balls uh, <laughs> drop your way in San Antonio. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks for helping spread the word. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, Sean. Sean. Okay, I feel... I feel better about my sons. Not my sons. Yeah, uh, well, you're on the bandwagon. I mean, it's my Sixers. I let's just make that clear. But I, the way you didn't sound nervous about the Suns' championship hopes in the West. The West is a bit open. It is, but can we get the official Durant diagnosis back? Because that's another thing mm. that Sean said. It looked like he slipped on a wet spot. Uh, uh good it point. Didn't it just look like he went up for? Have you guys seen also there's this controversy too. He does not have high tops. Like me, he plays in low tops. Uh, So he didn't have any shoes. Like you. (laughs) Yeah, I I play in low tops. He he didn't have anything supporting his ankle. So people are going after the shoe as well. I think he's fine. He continued to warm up for 10 more minutes. Yeah, until they realize this is a bad idea. We got to get you out of here. <laughs> this is the second time in like three years that Kevin Durant's shoe has become an issue. First, yeah. it was too big, and then it wasn't high enough. Yeah. Yeah, the one. last one was a little different. <laughs> no, no, this is brilliant load management by the, the oh, Suns. Well, listen, the Spurs, the Spurs invented load management. Yeah. Sean knows. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Perloff's back to life. I am. I, this is amazing. Now I feel energized. Now I feel like I could run a marathon. I have so many healthy peanut butter vitamins and things going through me. Why don't you eat the rest of the peanut butter? Never. Jar? Okay. <laughs> never. I 20, will never take another bite of peanut butter again. I'm not kidding. 26 ounces of peanut butter were taken down in this studio today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. No innocent peanut butter was harmed. for cbs Okay. Coming up. Oh, man. We we didn't get to anything today. <laughs> we okay. We've got to bet the best thing we heard. The best. This sound you've got to hear it. You're gonna agree with it. You're gonna love it. Just trust me. We'll play that for you after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff, I have some chips here. Would you like to eat some nope. potato chips? I'm good. Thank Would you. Would you like to eat anything? No. <laughs> Perloff took down 26 ounces of peanut butter. Took him a half hour. I'm still in awe. He did a great job. So let's get to our Casamigos shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. And I'm sure George Clooney and Randy Gerber and Mike Meldman and Leon Seidler (laughs) and all the amazing people at Casamigos who support this show would be so proud of you today, Perloff. Perloff when you went and finished the first jar. Perloff is just putting the finishing touches. The man is a legend. He's got the closer spoon, and Andrew Perloff is like Usain Bolt, just cruising to the finish line. Last bite. (laughs) You've done it. Of all the 
improbable. Guys, give me a second here. I'm yeah. just going to put my head down. <laughs> You've done it. So, celebratory. Perloff still had 10 minutes left on the clock. And instead of just basking in all of his glory, he decided to take on a second jar. I flew way too close to the sun. <laughs> you... Now I'm about to throw up all over the sun. <laughs> Something feels wrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Something looks wrong. <laughs> I really... don't feel well. <laughs> I'm glad I got through the first jar. That second jar was the biggest mistake of my entire life. Yeah. I was doing so good. It took years off so your well. life. Thank you, Ak, for correcting his grammar. Ak. <laughs> Ak, honestly, I can choose which way to throw up. I'm definitely going in your direction. So stop, stop talking tough. <laughs> well, the second jar, 60% through the second jar. I mean, you're a maestro. Yeah, just hearing that made me sick all over again. Oh, really? Yeah. Got back memories? Yeah. Well, an hour ago? The first one was happy. with The closing spoon, I love that. Yeah. The second one, I, I don't know if we can talk about it moving forward. Uh, Two-Ton Tony says, Mr. and Mrs. Perloff must be so proud today. Are you going to tell Carol and Tom about this? Oh, I'm sure they're watching. <laughs> I bet. And... Pride, no. Curiosity, <laughs> how did this happen? No. Um, no, they know I like to eat. So and they, they know you love peanut butter, so this is a natural marriage. Uh, yeah. I, I Actually, it's funny. My parents, they buy, you know, like everybody's parents, buys gigantic bulk things. Yeah. So they have peanut butters that are the size, uh, I don't even of know how they <laughs> They're 48 ounces at least from Costco. So there's no way I could I couldn't do this at my parents' house. You know, RPC says they should get Pearl off a belt. I think you deserve like a championship belt. Oh, I thought you meant because my pants were going to fall down. I'm like, no, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, dude. I'm filling these pants out just fine. The button's going to fly off and kill somebody. Oh, like a peanut butter belt? Yeah. Like with Mr. Peanut in it in the middle or something? Something like that. We can workshop something like that. No, right. honestly, I think I think I could be good at this, Maggie. What do you mean good at this? Eating things like under the clock. I think I could do a steak. Okay. I mean, how many ounces? Uh, the old 96 or At least eight. <laughs> He's eight. I mean, anyone can do that. You put down eight oh, ounces at a wedding. I could do the 96er. You think you can do it? What's the 96er from? What movie is that? The Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors. Right, right, right. I mean, Sean Marash came on, so he did a 72. So yeah. if he could do 72, I mean, he also has got a good 110 pounds on you, probably. Sean Marash. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. 110 pounds. It's not Dexter I mean, Lawrence of the Giants. I mean, Sean Marash. He's, he's closing in on the 300 range. Wow. I don't think now he is. He said he said earlier at certain points of his life he's been close to 300, but I don't think he's 300 now. I mean, maybe he's too... I mean, he's a large boy. Okay, I have a question. If Go around the room. If you had to impress someone with eating something, what food would you choose? Maggie, I know you like pizza. Yeah, but I've already done that. That's in my past. Still be on my tombstone. Chicken wings? Um. Yeah, the one thing about wings is I don't want to eat those fast. Yeah. I love chicken wings. You know, that's, I'm a Bills fan. Like, this is... Mm. This, this is... Uh, a food group for me. Oh, I know what you you would destroy a candy challenge. Oh, don't Not even anymore. tempt me. <laughs> no, no. I know. That I wouldn't was, even be a challenge. That would be I was like lamenting to Stu yesterday. It's been two and a half months basically with no candy. Yeah. That would be that withdrawal. Would be, that would be bad because you'd be right back on the train. Yeah. It, you you can't like uh I can't be trusted around I, I think Sandra's a big eater. I think you could take down how big a steak could you eat? I used to be a much bigger eater. I could probably take down 50, 
ounces or something. But I don't think I could do 72. I definitely couldn't do a 96er. I could do a large <laughs> steak, but I couldn't do... Sandra, Sandra, you are a 96er. Like, yeah. <laughs> you are not a big person. No, but... What, so, now there was Kobayashi, and a lot of these eaters aren't big people. Like, yeah. You know, uh, uh, Sonia Thomas, right? The... Black Widow, whatever her name was, yeah. she she wasn't a big person. You can you can throw it down if you can. I think the issue is if I have to eat the fat and the gristle. Yeah, yeah that, that's if gross, I have to yeah. do that, I can't do it. I that's cannot eat fatty high. steak. I cannot do it. I have to just eat the meat. Um, okay, we got to get to this because if we don't get it to it today, the time's gonna pass. But Fred Van Vliet really deserves our like undying respect. And I'm saying this while I'm wearing a referee shirt today <laughs> mm-hmm. because I was here to referee Perloff's peanut butter challenge and he just went off on the referees. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought Ben Taylor was f-ing terrible tonight. On most nights, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up. You know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. And then you got the other ones who just want to be d-ing and um, just kind of <laughs> the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. <laughs> I mean, wow. tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Not a fan. Fred. <laughs> I mean, and also, he's not just saying, all right, he's saying this one guy had an off night, but he's saying there's one person every game who's having an off night. Yeah. yeah. NBA officiating is getting a lot of heat right now, too. You know, I don't think they do themselves a lot of favors when, the, in, in you know, for transparency's sake, I get why, but they release the two minutes left yeah, in the game reports. I agree. And it basically tells you all the times the referees were wrong. And I think that really hurts the referees. I, I mean, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I, I think, I think certain players foul every play and they can't call at all. Yeah. So it's tough to be a referee, but Fred is definitely not pulling punches. By the way, have you ever seen Stu Kovacs eat? I was just trying to think of what he eats. I've never seen you eat anything. Got yogurt right here. Oh, there you go. He's eating right now. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, though. He's not a big eater. Do you remember when the NBA referees sent out the tweet after they missed the foul on LeBron? That was crazy. Why did they do that? Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We make one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. I thought they were trolling everybody. I'm still not over that. <laughs> There's no way that was heartfelt. That was like a big middle finger. Uh, okay. Thank you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Sean Elliott, who joined us. Uh, everyone who called in and supported Andrew Perloff, congrats, my friend. Yeah. Any great. parting words? <laughs> yeah. You just don't want to be around me later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perloff's going to go puke now. We'll see you tomorrow. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.